you have your Bibles this evening, turn with me to the book of Ezra, chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. To the book of Ezra, chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Ezra chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Satan likes to hinder tonight, amen? How many know he's a hindering devil? Amen. We're going to look how he hindered uh, some of these Jews here from going back and building the temple. I believe it was about 18 years they hindered the temple, the building of the temple stopped because they were hindered uh, by the enemy. And they should have never been, it should have never stopped. The work of God can't stop because of a few problems, a few threats along the way. How many know that? Satan will succeed in trying to get you to stop. He'll succeed many times uh, stopping the work of God because he gets people to stop. Amen. Amen. But let's look at the hindrances tonight. We're going to look at the hindrance of the enemy. In chapter Ezra 4, beginning in verse 1, Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of captivity built a temple unto the Lord God of Israel, then they came unto the to Zerubbabel and to the chief of the fathers and said unto them, Let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do, and do sacrifice unto him since the days of Eshadon, the king of Asor, which brought us up hither. But Zerubbabel and Joshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers of Israel said unto them, you have nothing to do with us to build a house unto our God, but we ourselves together we build unto the Lord God of Israel as the king of Cyrus, the king of Persia, had commanded us. Um, then the people um, of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building uh, and hired counselors against them uh, to frustrate their purpose. Um, all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, uh, even unto the reign of Darius, the king uh, of Persia. I, I want to look on the thought of the hindrance of the enemy. And Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, tonight, God, and we lift you up, dear Lord, and we just exalt you, dear God. Father, tonight, we just pray for your anointing and pray for your Holy Ghost, dear God, to give me the words you would have me to speak, O oh Lord, tonight, O oh God. Oh, Lord, anoint me to proclaim your word, dear God, tonight, Lord. Anoint me to speak your word, O oh God, tonight, Lord. Lord, tonight, we just pray for you to just move, dear God. Pray for your anointing, O oh Lord, to flow in here tonight, O oh Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you glory, God, and we give you praise, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. No doubt when one begins to do a work for God, there's one thing that is certain. There's an old sleazy, sneaky, ugly devil that's going to rear its ugly head to try to prevent the work of God. I know times while trying to do the work of God, I guarantee you there will be something that will come up. There will be an obstacle. There will be a 
problem. There'll be a sickness that will try to stop the work of God or some type of opposition that will try to get you to stop doing the work of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've heard people over time say, well, when I start giving to God, when I start doing this and I start doing that, it seems like problems arise. Anybody know what I'm saying? Well, let me tell you where those problems are coming from. It's coming from an old sneaky slimy serpent called called Lucifer tonight. Satan, if you will, that is trying to prevent the work of God. Trying to stop somebody from getting closer to God. Trying to stop someone from giving to the work of God. My Lord, tonight, these things should not surprise us when these things come. These obstacles, these things that come our way that try to hinder us. It shouldn't surprise us. Tonight these things happen. You see right here in my text there was a Jewish remnant that had returned unto Jerusalem and they wanted to do one thing. They were eager to do one thing and that was to rebuild the temple. And guess what happened as soon as they started trying to rebuild the temple? Well here comes some opposition. Here comes some hindrances. That way, their way. You see, let me tell you, whether you believe it or not, the enemy will always oppose the work of God, if you will. You see, from the very beginning, this remnant faced opposition from people in the land, the Samaritans, who really did not want to see the Jews inhabiting the land and rebuilding the temple. They didn't want to see it take place. They didn't want to even have a trace of it. Let me tell you, there's two words that you can say that usually go together, opportunity and opposition. These two words will usually go together when you try to begin to do the work of God. How many know what I'm talking about? If you don't believe me, listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16-9. He said, For a great door and effectual is open unto me. They are many great adversaries. Let me tell you, Paul had opportunity, but he also had opposition that comes your way. Let me tell you tonight, Houston Town Church of God, there's some that don't want to see this church here. Amen? There's some that don't want to see a Pentecostal church in this area. How many know what I'm talking about? Go back and read back there how they burnt the tents down years ago. Go back and surely the early days of the church of God down in Murphy, North Carolina. My Lord, the spirit was being poured out, but the houses were being burnt and threats were being made. Let me tell you, the devil don't like it when a move of God begins to take place. The devil don't like it when the spirit of God begins to move. The devil don't like it when you begin to get hungry for more of the call of God on your life. The devil don't like it when you begin to do something for God. The devil don't like it when you begin to give to the work of God. The devil don't like it when you begin to build up the house of God and take care of the house of God. Let me tell you tonight, opposition and opportunity are two words that go together. Have me to know tonight where Jesus went, he had opportunity, but he also faced opposition. Even on the cross, there was opportunity, but there was also opposition. 
Oh, what was the opposition? There was one thief that said that tried him, Satan used, if you be the Son of God, rescue yourself and rescue us at the same time. Amen? The Pharisees, the religious people, they stood in opposition to Jesus. Did you hear what I'm telling you? My Lord, today I'm telling you there's opposition to the gospel that is going. Just recently, the California Assembly passed a bill that is trying to make pastors become, that it prohibits almost speaking against LGBT. My Lord, it's on the laws in California. And you want to know why California is a shaking and a rattling. Amen? That ain't by coincidence. Did you hear me? Think about it. Today there's opposition to the gospel. The gospel is considered hate speech. The gospel is considered intolerant today. People are wanting to silence the gospel of Jesus Christ. Opposition to the gospel. Trying to hinder the gospel from being spread in these last days that we are living. Think about in your own personal life. When you get serious about the things of God and doing of His business, all of a sudden, something, it begins to rain and it begins to pour. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. It begins to pour. It seems like the devil comes attacking. I tell these new converts, let me tell you the first thing you need to realize, the devil's coming for you. You get serious with God, the first thing you need to realize, the devil's going to try to hinder it. Amen. And the only one that can let him allow it to be stopped, the work of God in your life is you. Amen. Let me tell you, people don't realize. It seems like many times when you begin to do things, there are setbacks that begin to be after setbacks. You can become discouraged. You can just give up and quit. But let me tell you tonight, the one thing I begin to find out, when you have these setbacks, when you begin to do the work of God, and you begin to do the, do the work and desire to move in God's presence and do what God has called you to do, and the enemy's trying to hinder it, it tells me something good right here. It's a good indication that God is behind what you're doing. Did you hear me? If I didn't have, if I didn't fight the devil, I'd be worried tonight. Did you hear me? If this church didn't fight the devil tonight, I'd be a little worried tonight. Did you hear what I'm talking about tonight? Because why? The enemy ain't going to oppose nothing he's already got. The enemy ain't going to oppose anything that's a threat to him. The enemy's not going to come against something that ain't going to harm him or cause no harm to the kingdom, his kingdom. The only thing Satan will get riled about is when you begin to become a threat to the kingdom of Satan. How many know that? When he begins to view you as a threat. My Lord, I want that devil to know every time he sees me that I'm a threat to him. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? Let me tell you, we 
these two, we got too many duds and not enough dynamite. Did you hear what I'm telling you tonight? We got too many spuds, if you will, and we ain't got enough that's really causing the devil no harm. I heard one woman call in and write a letter on Jimmy Swaggart. She said, I don't want to do nothing from God because I don't want the devil to bother me. Did you hear what I'm saying? You can sit back and don't worry. He ain't going to bother somebody that ain't he's already got. He ain't going to bother somebody that ain't no threat to him tonight. My Lord, the very moment the enemy views you as a threat, can I tell you, get ready because there's going to be some setbacks. There's going to be some discouragement. But you've got to have your mind that says, I'm going to keep marching on. I'm going to keep doing the work of God. I'm going to keep spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to keep on, keep on, and keep on tonight. See, Paul fought a man that tried to hinder the work of God in his life. In fact, we're told about him in 2 Timothy 4 and 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The, the Lord rewardeth him according to his works. Now let me tell you, sometimes your worst enemies going to come from your own household. Amen. Amen. Not everybody in your household is going to like you sold out to Christ. So-called friends, they're going to try to bring you down. Did you hear me? My Lord, but we can't allow those things to hinder us. Amen. Paul was stoned, left for dead, but he got back up preaching. My Lord, the devil tried to kill him every time. devil tried to stop him, but Paul said, I'm going to keep on anyway. My Lord, I see hindrances that came in the way of Paul from spreading the gospel. My Lord, if it was Paul that brought the gospel to the Europeans, in essence, he brought the gospel to us in ways. It was Paul who stood before kings and missionaries. It was Paul who pinned down half of the New Testament. How many know that? And most of the time it was from behind being arrested. It was Paul that God was using to bring about spreading the gospel. My Lord, but he, they were trying, the devil was there to try to hinder him. Everywhere he went, it seems like Satan was trying to stop it. But Paul said, I got to keep on preaching anyway. Amen? Oh, my Lord, he said, for me to die is to gain, but for me to for live is for Christ. Oh, no matter the opposition, the setbacks that he come, can I tell you, the Apostle Paul stayed faithful in what God called him to do despite the opposition that had came his way. Let me tell you, when the gospel is getting preached, the devil's going to send some opposition. Amen? My Lord, now we go back to these in the Scripture, what was going on right here. Here, came, here we come to this Jewish remnant that had came back to Jerusalem with the intent of, to rebuild the temple. In fact, oh, it didn't set good with the Samaritans, I believe, in that land. These enemies came posing as friends, and worshipers of, of saying and offered to help build them, saying, we're worshipers of Jehovah too. 
Oh, my Lord. They said we worshipped him from the day of Eshteron, the son of Sinarab. He was the king of Assyria. But the reality is they did not know who Jehovah was. In fact, 2 Kings 17, 28 through 41 tells us they feared Jehovah, but they worshiped their own God. They were still in idols. What are you saying? I'm telling you, you better watch who you allow to come in and do the work of God. Did you hear me? Not everybody is going to get a place in leadership around here. Amen. I'm careful who I put into the work of God. Amen, you've got to be. Not everybody comes around here saying they're a servant of Jehovah is a servant of Jehovah. Amen. Not everybody that comes around here claiming to be a Christian is a Christian. Amen. My Lord, what do you know? What do you know? How do you know? Because my Bible says Satan appears as an angel of light, and there's sheep that can't there's wolves in sheep's clothing. My Lord, this is what was going on right here. We'll help you rebuild it. We'll help you rebuild the temple. We're worshipers of Jehovah too. Oh, no, they wasn't worshipers of Jehovah. They were intent to try to stop uh, the Jewish people from rebuilding that temple. Uh, they were coming there trying to build there. Uh, they were trying to intermingle, if you will. Uh, they were And they were wanting to intermingle with the Jewish people these Samaritans was, uh, which was strictly a against the word of God and it was strictly forbidden for the Jewish people to intermingle with any other like that my Lord what are you saying today I'm telling you today the Bible says come out and be ye separate did you hear me and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you my Lord tonight can I tell you Satan is still trying will send people your way pretending to want to help you in your walk with God and all their intent to do is trying to destroy you. Did you hear me tonight? Did you hear what I'm saying tonight? My Lord, they may come parading as a sheep but behind them clothing is a raving wolf looking whom it can devour and tear up. My Lord tonight, did you hear what I'm saying? The I know that we're not isolated but the word of God does tell the body of Christ that we are to be ye separate, said the Lord of hosts tonight. We are to be a peculiar people, a different people. My Lord, I don't need the help of the world to do the work of God. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I don't need these half-hearted pretenders to help me do the work of God. The church don't need that. Did you hear what I'm saying? My Lord, what we need is people that are sold out to Christ full of the Holy Ghost and with power my Lord my Lord think about it wanted to come in and build the temple here they were but they had one thing in mind to stop it they didn't like what was going on my Lord, I'll tell you right now, there's an old saying, you better be careful with snakes that come with gifts. Oh, I guess the people ain't never heard that. Anybody else ever heard that? Satan will come times 
He will use somebody that ain't nothing more than a snake to try to present you the gifts to come in to buddy up. Amen? To try to gain favor with you. I've seen it in churches before. Amen? Amen? I've seen it in churches. Oh, Lord, they try to buddy up with the preacher to try to control the preacher. Honey, I'll just tell you, there ain't nobody in here controls me but the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen? I'm careful with some things. Um, I'll tell you, sometimes my spirit just don't bear witness. Careful with everybody that comes. That's what the Bible tells us. We talked a little bit about it Monday night. We need a spirit of discernment. My Lord, these Jews knew right then and there that these people were nothing more than they was trying to harm them. We don't need you like that. We don't need you like that. We know what you, I could see some of them now. We know what you really are. <laughs> Amen. Anybody ever had to tell somebody that? I know what you really are. <laughs> Amen. I tell people, yeah, I, I know some people, you, you can fool some people. Can fool the preacher sometimes, and sometimes you can't fool the preacher. Amen. Listen to what I'm telling you. But listen to what I'm telling you. But you can't never fool God any of the time. These Jews knew these Samaritans were trying to stop the work of God. Satan was trying to use them to stop it. Oh, this would not work. So what they begin to do is we begin to read on in Ezra 4 and 6. And in the reign of Esther, in the beginning of his reign, wrote they unto him an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. And this first incidence with the Samaritans we talked about just a minute ago. The serpent came to deceive. But this time, that old devil would come as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And let me tell you, on this time, the first time, he wasn't successful. But this time, he would succeed in ceasing of the building of the temple. My Lord, let me tell you, the devil tonight, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 8, tells us, be sober, be vigilant, because your, your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion, Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Let me tell you what he would, Satan will do. He would do and he will do anything to try to hinder and to discourage the workers from doing the, doing the work, or from building the house of God. Let me tell you what this son did. They even began to hire local officials to stop the project, if you will. So don't let me be surprised tonight. When that old enemy will do everything in your way, throw everything in your way to try to hinder you from doing the work of God. My Lord, let me tell you something. I've been threatened in my ministry. I've made people mad left and right. But my Lord, I still stand tonight. Did you hear what I'm saying? See, I got this good, I've got this good talent. I know how to get under people's skin. I know how to make people mad. And most of the time, it's telling them the truth. <laughs> they say the truth hurts. My Lord, but you stand, stand tonight. Amen? My Lord, people don't, they'll threaten, they'll, 
They'll threaten all kinds of things, threaten to kill you, threaten to do this and do that. Let me tell you something. If Satan could have killed me from day one, he would have. If Satan would have killed, would have, could have killed you from day one, that he did. But I think many times most people begin to listen to his roar instead of the roar from the lion of the tribe of Judah. Let me tell you about two lions real quick. One is an imitator of a lion. The Bible never calls him a lion. But Peter says he is as a roaring lion. That's a big difference from being as than from being one. They ain't but one lion. That's the, from the tribe of Judah. But as an imitator of the lion, I always look at him like a kitty cat with a great big growl. I've always liked to compare the devil to a chihuahua. How many know a chihuahua's got a big bark? Hey Amen. But they got a little bite. They grab a hold of your leg. If you got one, I'm sorry. But you, can, you know, you could put them like a football. <laughs> I wouldn't do that now, would I? <laughs> no, but I'm telling you the truth. But that's the way I look at the devil. As a roaring lion. Acting like he's this big thing when he ain't no big thing. But yet many people will listen to his roar. They'll listen to what he's got to say. Oh, and it begins to put fear in them. My Lord, you need to get, quit listening to the roar of the devil. And you need to hear the roar of the, from the true lion, from the one from the tribe of Judah. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Shout his name if you know who the lion of the tribe of Judah is. Who is it? Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ, is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Did you hear what I'm saying? My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Satan wants to hinder you, but God says you're going to succeed. Satan wants you to stop, but God said if you go, you'll accomplish that which he sent you for. My Lord, but too many people begin to hear the hindrances. They begin to hear the roar of the devil, and they begin to get in fear and it grips them thinking what's going to happen to them. My Lord, they were throwing all kinds of accusations out. You'll read another king also sent a letter, we'll get there in a minute, sent a letter telling them to stop. Let me tell you, sometimes what the devil does will overwhelm us. Did you hear me? Sometimes the enemy will overwhelm us with things. Anybody know what I'm talking about? My Lord, one thing right after another. Why don't I get you to cease to do the work of God? My Lord, Jeremiah felt it. I got no doubt. Think about not one single convert. He said at a point I want to just quit. I'll make no mention of your names. But he said, I can't, but it's like fire shut up in my bones. If you've never been in a role of a pastor, and I don't think nobody else is in, in a role of a pastor. Let me tell you something about being in a role of a pastor. Sometimes you can get overwhelmed with things. <laughs> like one pastor said, it wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for some of the people. <laughs> Sometimes you want to grab your head because people just don't listen to what you got to say. You tell them, and you tell them, and they go do it anyway. Give you a nugget to stay on my good side. Listen to what I do, what I tell you, and we'll be all right. Do what the opposite. We're gonna have an issue. <laughs> I've always said that God's like that too. 
I'm telling you, that's the truth. My Lord, things can come. Listen to some of the burdens. See, your burdens just ain't your burdens. I carry your burdens also. A pastor does. You can get overwhelmed with things, one thing right after another. My Lord, worrying about things going on in the church. My Lord, you can get overwhelmed, but you can't keep your eyes on their things. You can't hear. I remember down in North Carolina, I could hear many times. Satan, you could hear Satan, they're going to shut it down. They're going to kick you out. My Lord, I'm still here tonight, and that church is still going tonight. Amen? My Lord, I just give a prophecy over it last time I preached there, and it was coming to pass. What I'm telling you tonight, my Lord, things overwhelm us. I know sometimes in your life, the closer, the more you do for God, it seems like one thing after another begins to overwhelm you. Threat after threat. But I want you to know tonight, Satan is a liar. I want you to know tonight that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want you to know tonight that he's given you power to tread over serpents and scorpions tonight. My Lord, in Acts 1 and 8, for those that's got the Holy Ghost, you've got power to be witnesses. For those that don't have the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Don't just seek it here. You need to seek the baptism at home. You need to seek it driving down the road. Seek him driving down the road. You don't have to be here to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. My Lord, I tell you, I'm going to get on it. My Lord, did you hear me? We need some people baptized with the Holy Ghost. You see, I'm particular. Let me tell you. Oh, I want to see this church people baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to see them full of the Holy Ghost in power. My Lord, that's what is needed tonight in this world that we are living. What would happen because they begin to hear the threats? Let me tell you what would begin to happen because of the hindrance and the threats. The building, the work on the temple would stop. In Ezra 4, 23 and 24, now when the copy of the king Artexius' letter was read before Rehom and Shishamai the scribe and their companies, they went up in haste to Jerusalem unto the Jews and made them cease by force and power. Then ceased the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased until the second year of the reign of Darius, the king of Persia. For I believe it was 18 years, the temple just laid there in waste. It started in 538 B.C. and did not resume until 520 B.C. And let me tell you what began to sit in there. As people quit quit doing the work of God, building the temple of God, complacency set in. The house of God became a waste, if you will. They were zealous at one time to build that temple. But lo and behold, the hindrance of the Satan, the hindrance of the devil, stopped them. Because they allowed fear and they allowed the enemy to stop them from doing the work of God. My Lord, we can't allow the enemy tonight to stop us from doing the work of God. Somebody needs a shout on that. You can't allow the things that come your way to stop you from serving God tonight. 
in doing what God's called you to do. Let me tell you, this is a warning to all believers. The enemy will do anything and everything to stop or hinder the work of God. He'll throw it at you. My Lord, what began to happen? Has that work of God ceased right there? The work of God ceased. And the house of God laid there, laying to waste. It had gone down. They had started it, but laid it laid there for 18 years. 18 long years, the house of God laid in waste. The whole time, these people who wanted to do this begin to build their own houses. They begin to build what their own self-interest, if you will. And my Lord, the prophet Haggai, it continues in Haggai, Nehemiah, and Zechariah. You can read about the rebuilding of this temple. Haggai comes in and gives them a word. Tells them, boys, here's what's going on. Because you've laid the house of God to waste. And I'm telling you, the body of Christ better take notion of this. Because the way we treat the work of God will be the way that God treats us. The way we treat the house of God will be the way that God treats us. And I don't say this is because it's me. I, I better, should not say it, but I'm going to say it. For those that's on down the road, for those who do the work of God and carry the gospel, the way you treat them is the way you're treating God. It is. That's the scripture right there. My Lord, and let me tell you what God done with the way they laid his house, laid the waste. Let me tell you what happened in Haggai. He said this to him. Haggai chapter 1, beginning in verse 4 through verse 11. It is time for all you to dwell in sealed houses. And this house laid waste. I'm talking about his house, the temple laid waste. Now therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus said the Lord God of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, said the Lord. You looked for much and lo, it came too little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, said the Lord of hosts, because mine house that is waste and ye run every man unto his own house. Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I called for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains and upon the corn, upon the new wine and upon the oil and upon that that which the ground bringeth forth and upon men and all the labor of their hands. 
Why did that happen? They didn't have enough, and there was drought everywhere in everything they did. They had holes in their pockets. Think about going down, you have a pocket full of money. If you have a hole in that pocket, guess what's going to happen? You're going to lose your money. Why? Why did this happen to them? Because the way they done God's house. Because the way they treated the work of God. The, the work of God's house was laid waste while they was taking care of their self. Oh, people don't want to hear this today. But it's still biblical. God said everything you did, he didn't say the devil blowed on it. He said I blowed on it. He said, now if you go build my house, then I'll reverse all of this. The old saying, they joke around about it. We ain't getting no rain. We ain't paying the preacher good enough. Well, let me give you something. There's some little truth to that. Because there was drought because they didn't take care of the house of God. Exactly what Haggai the prophet was telling these people. You wonder why this is going on? It's because the house of God was laid waste. You started it, but you didn't build it. God told you to build this thing, but you let it go to waste. Here's the 18 years it's been like that. You've let it sit here while you took care of yourself, built your own houses, and neglected God. It's house. My Lord, this was a stinging rebuke to the people, these Jewish people that started it but allowed hindrances to get into the way. My Lord, you better be careful about stopping the work of God. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something about preachers. There's no retirement in preaching. Preachers may change churches. They may retire. They may go to different posters, but they always got to call it. There ain't no retirement in it until we get to heaven. Then the high priest is amen. amen. But no, this is what God was telling them. They've allowed the enemy... To stop the work of God, in essence, it also stopped the blessings of God. Did you hear that? My Lord, people don't pay attention. Focused on everything else. They don't, the enemy did not just hinder the work of God. Them stopping it, it stopped the blessings of God from coming on them. In fact, it put them in a drought because they neglected his house. They neglected to do what God called them to do. Hey, bad. Hey, bad. Some of you need a pop quiz. My Lord, they, everything, the drought come in there. Wasn't nothing coming in. Why? Oh, because what they're doing with God. Don't tell me this country tonight ain't experiencing the same thing. Did you hear me? Floods and things like that. Well, that's wiping out. Look for your vegetables to start going up in the grocery stores. Because they've been floods. They have flooded and the farmers couldn't, uh, could not plant this year. 
I've already seen signs of it in places. We're temporarily out of stock of green beans and things like that. My Lord, we wonder why the blessings of God because we've neglected God for ourselves. How many know the Bible, what Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. Amen. Well, who did he say, seek first, seek ye first the kingdom of God? That meant his ways. Did you hear me? That meant his ways. That meant doing what he says to do. My Lord, today we're more concerned about seeking what other people's got to say about us than what God's got to say about us. We're more seeking about building our own self up than seeking the face of God. Let me tell you this. Here comes some bad Jimmy. <laughs> oh Lord, I got you. God here. Oh God, I, I'm going to leave that narrative out there. <laughs> we fix ourselves up to impress others, but we have no, we don't want to walk in here before God in order. That's a nice way to put it. We turn on our Facebooks, but we never open our Bible. We come to the house of God to be entertained by others. But don't come in here to seek the presence of Jesus Christ. I don't call that seeking you first the kingdom of God. Many come just for a social gathering. Do everything during service, but pay attention to the word. No wonder half the people don't even know what I preached on when they got out of here. It ain't that your memory's short. I guarantee you could tell me what happened on your TV program or you seen on Facebook two hours earlier. Another reason they can't tell many times because they really ain't paying attention. I ain't getting no amens on that, but I'm telling you the truth. I'm preaching better than you're shouting amen. I must be stepping on some toes tonight. Amen. We want to balance our checkbooks. So we want to play cars, and that's only for the kids to do, but when the adults start doing it, something's wrong. We want to, I told you before, if I catch you on Facebook, unless you're live streaming it, your phone's going up till you get me a, get you a note. <laughs> you want to act like school kids? I'll treat you like a school kid. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes I'm watching around. <laughs> no, the Bible tells us we come into his house to seek you first. The kingdom of God. Am I not right about that? We come in here to seek first the kingdom of God. I was aggravating Junior. He said he was sleepy tonight. 
He worked all day tired. <laughs> said, don't be surprised when I go to sleep. I said, I'll do you like my pastor done somebody. Somebody went to sleep in the church. He jumped, hit the pew and said, you're going to hell. The man jumped up and shouted, amen. <laughs> my Lord, we don't know what it means to seek to first the kingdom of God. My Lord, we think coming in here is just something for a gather for an hour and a half. No. It's where we come to enter into the presence of Jehovah God. Seek you first the kingdom of God. They would have just sought God. Let me tell you the threats. None of that would have never come to pass. They would have been all right. Nehemiah. Sister Marcy, you can get ready to come. Nehemiah suffered ridicule. He was scorned and despised. But Nehemiah knew one thing. In Bible study, those groups, you remember this if you come to Monday night Bible study. Because I'm going to ask you this Monday night. Nehemiah knew one thing, Nehemiah 2 and 20. The God of heaven will prosper us. So we will arise and build. Despite the ridicule, despite the despising and the mockery, Nehemiah knew that God would prosper them in their activity. You can stand tonight. So he said, we're going to rise and build. When Nehemiah was building the walls, let me tell you, he had a hammer in one hand and they had a sword on the other. They knew they would not stop building, but they knew they may have to come down and fight the enemy. My Lord, tonight I'm telling you, the enemy throws things at you. The enemy hinders, but the body of Christ cannot stop. You can't stop building the temple, if you will. For 18 years, they forsook it and did their own thing. Yes, the enemy will hinder the work of God, but we can't stop. Have any needs to say, I can't stop tonight. Despite everything that comes my way, I can't stop. All the attacks, the setbacks, I got to keep moving. 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 I got to keep building. I got to keep building. I can't stop it. I can't stop it. I can't stop building. Uh, Marcy, they had to keep building. They couldn't quit. They did for 18 years. They quit for 18 years. They did quit for 18 years. The Haggai's message got a hold of them. Zerubbabel said, they said, how are we going to rebuild this temple? Talking about it. Zerubbabel, the word came. And it said to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. My Lord, we can't quit now. We can't be like these Jews that waited 18 years. I'm telling you, I don't think we got another 18 years on this earth. I don't think we got another 20 years. Because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. My Lord, we got to be ready. We got to be ready.